crazed Colonel Vermin Katafi poses new terrorist threat to the world. Nostalgia, a chronological exploration of every NES game in North America. I'm Mike. I'm Sean. And I'm Joe. Guys, today we are talking about Metal, Metal Gear. Gear. Metal Gear? <laughs> uh, Sean, you're a resident Metal Gear expert. Uh, do you want to <laughs> say anything like to start the show? I feel like I shouldn't be starting this episode. Um, I, I really, I, I wouldn't say that I'm the, the expert on Metal Gear. Among I'd us, say, maybe, I, yeah, uh, yeah. probably play, probably played it more than the rest of the people in this I room. Have, I, I have avoided Metal Gear in my life so much, but I'm so adamant about not having anything spoiled for me that I have never, like, I've never looked at <laughs> anything for Metal Gear. You have it spoiled that way. It's crazy. Like, I don't know anything other than that, like, maybe he has a clone or a twin or a younger brother. I don't, that's well, all you I see, know. Solid Snake is actually a clone of Big Boss. I mean, Big Boss. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that would be crazy. Uh, even even more so, what's funny is that I do know all of these like Metal Gear memes, though. Like that long ladder in Metal Gear Three. <laughs> like not I know a about meme. I, that is a that is a meme because um, who's a donkey just did a whole thing on that like last year or two years ago, and it, sure. it like became a thing again about like why was that ladder so long and like it's it's called storytelling, Mike. Okay, and and ambitious design philosophies. Got it. Well, that ladder would be um, just uh, like the longest ladder in Death Stranding, right? Like <laughs> Death Stranding's a game where yeah, you can uh, have the ladder be as long as you want it. As long as you want. Really, this episode more than Metal Gear is actually about uh, a little guy named Hideo Kojima. True. Hideo. Hideo. Or I, go actually, I always did Hideo when I was young. So I just thought that the, no, it is. But I just think that's funny if like I keep it to my world. I don't sure. want to do any immersion breaking for myself. Same with your Mario bullshit. Yeah. Mario? Well, you say Mario? I used to you be used a Mario. To Mario. I used oh, to be okay. a Mario guy. And then, like, I don't know, enough people started saying Mario, and I was like, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's not Mario Lopez, so it is Mario <laughs> Lopez. So, like, I, I'm cool with it. It's that fine. That was the <laughs> yeah. final straw. Yeah, that's, like, the comparison. That's the litmus test. Anyway. But, uh, yeah, anyway, Kojima, you got you got to have some thoughts on him, too, right? I very much appreciate Hideo Kojima. I think he's... He's got a lot of great ideas, and he really doesn't know how to how to tell them to people. Um, but I think you know it's it's like one of those misunderstood artist things. It's just sort of cute. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I never take any of his stories all that seriously, but he really knows how to. It, it, it is entrancing stuff. This is arguably the third, or maybe no, sorry, fourth important name we've heard in video games so far on this podcast. If I if I had to argue, first one would be Miyamoto. Sure. Uh, the second one would be Sakamoto. Uh, oh, actually, you got to throw Iwata in there. You got to throw Iwata in there, too. There's also, like, do we count, like, composers and things like that? Yeah, like, yeah, I guess Nobu- that's right, right? Nobuo. Yeah, because we already had Nobuo and everything. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah, so, you know, even William Wright yeah. uh, did Raid on Bungling Bay. So, not the, yeah. but definitely one of the bigger national yeah. I mean, this is, yeah. like, the it's been a while of, uh, since the video game genre, yeah. right? It's been a while since we've heard a name that is still relevant. Yeah, I mean, nobody could in this room could even tell me who made Major League Baseball, and that was four episodes ago, right? Exactly, yeah. correct. I have no idea for the record. <laughs> <laughs> LJN, LJN did it. I remember that the rainbow. Guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Leonard James Nimoy. Do you use that to help you like picture things <laughs> and all this is going off the rails now? <laughs> did you but... accidentally stumble on Leonard Nimoy there? <laughs> it was accidental. <laughs> anyway, uh, time to talk about uh, Metal Gear, which uh, is like an 
action stealth game. If you would describe the the stealth as such in the game, I'm I'm sure we'll I'd get call into it that. But yeah, it, it's actually like one of the first stealth this, games. Yeah, this ever. is, and I mean it's still very very rudimentary. But this, I mean, what other games are you supposed to av- avoid? all this stuff like most of most of the action games that we've played just like kill everybody on the screen like kill everybody (laughs) that's like going into it knowing it was a stealth game at the very beginning it was i was like still trying to figure out like what is a stealth game on the nes like i was trying to figure out like is it going to be like puzzly like you got to avoid these people by doing this or is it literally just sneaking around which kind of what it is but surprised me so just to just to give the those not in the know uh this is an overhead action adventure stealth game it revolves around solid snake an operative of the special forces unit, Foxhound, who and and Sean, you tell me afterwards if this is all like still true to the Metal Gear lore. Or okay, not. but so he's a he's an operative for Foxhound who goes on a solo infiltration mission into the fortified state of Outer Heaven to destroy Metal Gear, a bipedal walking tank capable of launching nuclear missiles from anywhere in the world, as well as rescue a number of fellow agents who have been captured by the enemy. That is all still canon. Cool. That's great. Uh, and, uh, you know, throughout the game, you collect different weapons, key cards, uh, boxes, boxes. Yeah. Cardboard (laughs) cardboard. is important. Uh, but the only thing you start off with is a pack of cigarettes. Yeah. And that's still like most games start with a pack of cigarettes. I love it. Did you, can you actually do anything? (laughs) You can't actually smoke them. I was expect, I tried to, I was expecting to lose a little bit of life or something, but this is back when cigarettes were cool. I thought they were going to come in handy or something like, you know, like some, some weird purpose later in the game. What what they should have done is be, and again, we're, we're getting into more complex territory. Um, in Metal Gear Solid, you could use your cigarettes to uh, show the laser beams that would trip an alarm um, uh, in like some parts of the game. Oh, and and there the is smoke. a part in this game where there are laser beams that could trip alarms. And I thought that that would be where it would be used, but yeah. it's not. So let's get into the gameplay. I, I rather than like walk through this game, I actually would rather talk about like specific categories of the game, and okay. we can just cut. You can go anywhere with your examples. I yeah. feel like at this point we've set up what the game is about. You have to free these agents. You have to try and be stealthy, though you can get into hand to hand or weapon combat if necessary. Yeah. So let's just talk about overall the stealth aspect of this game. Does it actually translate well on an NES title? No. I, yeah, I'd say no, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't that you can't like get past it. Like there there are things you can walk you could be walking right next to an enemy and they don't notice you. Like yeah. things like that where it's like okay, it's, it's hard to make this believable. So, and I thought I was going to hate this game right away when okay. I started playing it. But as I played it, I was like, okay, it, it's I can still feel like I'm being stealthy in some in some uh, scenarios. There's a lot of imagination invo- involved, but yeah, it, the actual stealth aspect doesn't really work. I'll start off praising the stealth at the just just for a few reasons. Uh, you have to get over the jungle where you start because yeah. that that is almost like. It sets up for the game for you that it's going to be very hard to be stealthy. And actually, what is stealth in this game? <laughs> if like whenever you just show up to a random place, like they can spot you automatically, right? It's mm-hmm. like, well, then it's really hard to be stealthy. But I really did like that. Uh, you know, I didn't mind enemies not noticing you if you were nearby because they did face specific directions. Right? And if they yeah. faced you, they would be able to detect you. But also, if you were behind another object, they wouldn't be able to detect you. And I thought that was pretty smart. For uh, sure. for this level 
uh, of game design, yeah. you know, being able to detect whether you're hiding behind something. Um, later on, you get the cardboard box, and as long as you don't move, nobody knows anything, uh, the better that you're there. But um, I, di- I also thought, like, some glitches... Uh, that clearly weren't intended yes. were fun. Uh, like the cameras, you can just go up against the wall. I don't, don't think even that think intended? that. that yeah. So okay, so the, this game is rife with glitches. Like yes. it is an entirely broken piece of software. But one thing that I did, I mean, th- this is a pretty, I, I think, good head cannon if it wasn't cannon. But I think it's just like if if there was a uh, if there's a camera on a wall. And you are leaning against that wall. It's entirely possible that you're just not in the shot. You're just below the camera, yeah. yeah. And I agree with that, and that was my logical reasoning for it, too. And I was fine with it. The reason why I know it's a glitch is because in the um, the actual <laughs> official version that Kojima made on the MSX oh, it doesn't work. from Japan, it <laughs> doesn't work like that. <laughs> okay. uh, we'll get all into that complicated history later yes. on, but I think it's important to focus on the NES port. But I right. liked I liked the cameras. Uh, the dogs, though, at the beginning of the game, that was like an option where like stealth wasn't even available. To you. I was able to, uh, and maybe it was just because there was only one dog on this specific screen, but I guess w- what our point is right now is that like the dogs can just detect you automatically if you get close enough, but I was able to, like, if I just moved one square at a time, like, not wake one up at least. I, I was trying to figure it out, because they, like, very, like, to a to a rhythm, they lift their heads and then lower them, and I thought, uh, like, maybe when they lift their heads, they're, like, listening or they're sniffing or something. <laughs> I, I don't know. But um, I, I couldn't really make it work that way so i don't know if that's really true but yeah uh, and then there's also you know character uh enemy involvement in stealth too where they'll fall asleep yes and then you have like your moment and did anybody ever have anybody wake up on them i was i was good enough that that didn't happen yeah, I, I, they wake up sometimes automatically after a few seconds, right? Well, they'll but, yeah. say they'll yeah. they'll say like I, I overslept f- or something. Yeah, like I feel that. asleep. Yeah. I feel asleep. Yeah, I feel asleep, and then I overslept or something. But uh, you have a you have a generous amount of time. But yeah. I like I like those touches, and they don't happen right away, which helps too because you're not entirely sure. Right. Uh, I think early on in the first building, there's also another guard that will just uh, be like, "Okay, my shift's up," mm-hmm. and then they walk away, and it's like it takes about five to ten seconds for that to happen so you almost like you have to wait out some certain situations yeah. because if you don't if you're just like oh well i have to fight this guy you might get into a heap of trouble you have to do some recon it's not just a run and gun game uh even though you could treat it that way if you have enough ammo right right and, and spe- speaking of like when you get caught and stuff because that's definitely a, a stealth element too uh that kind of progresses throughout the game what it means to like get caught uh, I don't know. I don't know how you guys felt about that. A- after like a, a that, while, that, there's a point where like m- they'll just keep coming. Yeah, well, that's you- another like problem with this game is that, it, and again, comparing it to the MSX version, it was always supposed to be global alert if you were spotted, and if you moved to the next screen, you were still ch- getting chased. Mm-hmm. Whereas, at least in the early parts of this game, uh, all you have to do is walk off screen and you reset. Right, and and actually that kind of encourages this weird, like, well, I don't really care if they spot me because yeah. I see my next exit point. Defeats the purpose And then of the I game. enter back in and know that I can shoot yeah. this guy. And, and shooting also doesn't, in this version, shooting doesn't uh, alert anybody. Yeah. No, it does. No, it has a silencer. I mean, no, if you kill... If you, if you don't have the silencer, as soon as you fire, everybody looks at you and starts running towards you. But what if the there's room. only one guy? 
Well, yeah, he will start looking at you, running towards you until he hits your bullet, which is moving slower than him. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't always have that experience. <laughs> I had that every time until I got the silencer. Yes, and and I I see what you're saying, but I guess what I mean is, in the global system thing, when you shoot a gun and somebody registers it, now multiple people from different screens will be coming towards you. Yeah. In this gotcha. one, there's no consequence. Even if you right. do get targeted by that guy, he's going to be dead when the bullet right. hits him. That, no, yeah, so that's it's true. Like, yeah, you yeah. know. There, it's th- more if there were for me it was more if there were like if there's five people on your screen already it'll alert everyone who's already on your screen i don't know if it called more people in or not but the stealth right now is at like 50 percent. you know it, 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 yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an less. element that you could appreciate yeah, yeah yeah but i mean like you know if flip-flops <laughs> on like being good at certain yeah, aspects exactly. and then like just not really pulling it off and that kind of makes it a less stressful game overall, though, because you have these little yeah. cheats yeah, you can it, it, constantly it do to get out of the situation. It, it cuts away a lot of the tension you would normally feel in like a stealth game, and I, and I think this had has potential to have a lot of tension in it if it were, worked the way Sean that you just said about if it was a global, global alert yeah, system, alert. Yeah. And um, I, I feel like the to sum it up for me, the, it, it feels like I, honestly, like all most of the elements in this game are like really well thought out and like could work really well but it's like somebody took it and like it's like it's it's like every aspect that's really it's, cool it's is very, broken like yeah, everything's broken in some way that it doesn't work now um and that's how i feel about the stealth it's like it, it it is really cool like you said mike that you look at the direction they're facing and it actually has like you know it works in that way but then it's broken in all the ways that you can cheat it or sometimes it can completely screw you over that's yeah. just out of your control I, i'll have more uh, ways that this game is broken as we oh, yes, go uh, I mean, Yes, I'm sure there's no shortage. Yeah, may- maybe this next one will get you started. This next category, uh, I-, I titled it first Exploration, but I think it's more of just like sense of direction or or thing to do, like your, your mission yeah. as it evolves. Uh, th- this game is not very kind to the person who just continues moving forward. You yeah. do have to do a lot of backtracking. You do have to know your place in the building. Th- this one would help by by drawing a map. It would, um, but it also, in most sense, in most cases, like, there is a good sense of place. Like, most of the screens do look different than each other. Like, yeah, they all have the same palette, but uh, the arrangement and the different elements that are in each screen are recognizable enough that you could create a map of this place in your head to some degree. Um, so, in the very beginning, like, when I, when you finally get through the stupid jungle sequence and into the first building, like, you will probably have the first floor memorized once you see everything on the first floor. Um, And it's a little harder as things go along and you're trying to find doors that were locked before. Like, that is where that that really starts to help when you have a map and you can mark locked doors. Right, especially because uh, outside of the manual, there there's very little... Uh, clues about wh- where or what to go next. Uh, yeah. You know, even in the beginning of this game, it's never implied that you should go inside the cars. And if you do, you have to go in from the back of the car to, yeah. a- to enter, yeah. like, the cargo part. Whereas, like, most people would probably think, well, if I could go in these, it would there, be through the front right. door. There is a line in the manual that says that there are things in the trucks. Right. No, totally. And I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, I, you know, the game didn't miss that. And it is a lot of stuff is actually covered in the manual in terms yeah. of, like, figuring out you know, a uh, process of elimination on what mm-hmm. to do next. I just think that uh, with a game that had a transceiver, yeah, you know, that like the fact that it doesn't help you kind of figure out what you have to do next. I mean, you so, can go, you can go all the way to the first gas chamber, right? Yeah. Without your gas mask. 
and only in that room. I forgot as you're to like dying, you. As you're dying, he finally says, like, hey, you know, yeah. I should have mentioned this, but you should go get a gas mask. But now it's like, it's up to you now to figure out, like, well, I never yeah. saw that thing. So, Where the right. heck is okay, that? Okay, so the other things that happen in this game, like, it does tell you. It just, it's hidden. So when you're walking around and, like, your secondary objective is to rescue hostages, aside from like, the main hostage, like, Gray Fox. And when you talk to them, like, you, sometimes they'll just say, like, oh, what a relief, I'm so glad I get to leave now. But others will say, uh, what a relief, it's so, I'm so glad I get to leave now. Also, did you know that there's a gas mask in this floor, on this side of the place, and, like, just really random things? And there are other times where it's like, you should talk to Schneider. <laughs> like, right, yeah. And Schneider's on this channel. <laughs> And so you do end up fiddling around the transceiver, and you end up finding Schneider, and he's like, uh, this is where this stuff is. So, I mean, like, it's all there. Yeah, I, yes. I would say, like, I, granted, it, it wasn't perfect in the way that it, like, guides you and, and directs you into where you gotta go, but but I kind of felt this little, like, satisfaction of exploring and figure, and kind of piecing it together, like, oh, okay, so I'm gonna need this now, because there's gas here, or whatever it is. You know, th like, piecing it together, and being like, oh, where was that door? Now I got this card key, I go back in there, I yeah. find something, like, oh, this will help me get through the... I don't know, the area where you gotta blow up the electrical floor, and, you know, everything right. kind of comes together in an organic... Ish. I'm not. Way. Yeah, I'm not trying to compare this to like Metroid levels of like where the heck am I? And then I go all this way for nothing, right? It's not. It's not like that. Yeah. I I think what's weird here though is that uh, if and this isn't even true on the MSX version, but if enemies like perma died, right? Uh -huh. Like when you took care of them, it might make exploration a little more like. Like, it might make it more uh, enjoyable because sometimes, uh, especially on this NES version, when you backtrack, you go through doors where guards are standing yeah. right yeah, on that I, door. Yeah. The, one of the <laughs> biggest technical issues with this game is that uh, it like if it was on a timer, maybe, if it was like every 40 seconds to a minute. Yeah, or even every like five respawns. rooms or yeah. something. But in this game, if you just open your menu, if you go yeah. to the transceiver, if you... If you go and change your weapon, everything in that room that you're in respawns, and it it just breaks the the entire experience because now you have to expend health, now you have to expend ammunition, now you have to run like a chicken. Like it's it it really breaks whatever immersion that they've created through this stealth system, and I don't think that that so that was also present in the MSX system in the in the MSX version when you go back. To a pre it doesn't do the reset thing when you go to menus and okay. stuff, but when you go back, even to the stage you were just at, yeah, it it has, uh, it, you know, it has them there, and that's the same thing that's true of the global alert system. Is like the enemies that pour into the screen from other areas that they can enter from, they're not yeah, the enemies not from yeah, the other yeah. screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not actually tracking the whole building. That would be quite a feat. Yeah, but. Uh, I, I actually, I'm okay with, like, the, the timer thing, you know, because it makes sense that, like, they would have more guards that would be able to, Eventually, like, yeah. Yeah, check this out. But then also, at the same time, wouldn't they be like, hey, there's a bunch of dead bodies over here. Maybe we should start, <laughs> yeah. like, looking yeah. for a guy. And then you like... start having to make Metal Gear Solid out of it. But... Yeah, yeah, exactly. One of the sequences that you have to go to, like we were going back to the gas mask thing, mm -hmm. you have like it's just the, the entire inventory system. Like the controls are all weird on each step. Um, 
then you, you, you have to be carrying the card key. That that has to be your primary item whenever you're going into a door that needs a card key. Yeah, you have to select. You have to go in and select the card, the specific card yes. key out of like seventeen of them. <laughs> so you gotta like guess. No, aren't there more or, than that? There's eight or nine. There's, oh, okay. there's eight. Yeah. Um, and then you have to immediately in this gas-filled room, you're taking damage. Like from the first frame, and then you have to change into your gas mask, and then you have to walk to the other door and take out your card key again, and now you're immediately taking damage again. And like I, maybe if they just had a uh, this is a nitpick to an extent, but maybe if they had a separate slot for the card key, yeah. <laughs> like, or if you really just annoying. like if your card key was just something that you didn't have to select, and once you got like here's the really annoying part about the card key system for me was once you get card key number two, right? Now all of a sudden you have more than one card key to manage. The card key number two doesn't have like level two access to like one one and two. If you go to a door now and you have, let's say, key cards one through eight, and for some reason, I I really don't think this can happen. I think once you get to like key card eight, you really only have to worry about seven and eight. But let's just say for the record, like one through four is annoying. But yeah, exactly. If you had to like try to guess, like oh, which which door is it this time? Is it level five? Like you have to select through, select um, equipment. Select the the key card. It's it's a lot of, of I, yeah. I, menuing I, for nothing. I think that people that might defend this system would say that like if you're just gonna simplify it down to an upgraded key card, then that removes some some like puzzle elements or challenge. But, but like, you still no, have it's, to find the key it's card. It's really yeah. it's really it's, just yeah. adding busy work in exactly. your inventory system. Like it really, it, it should just be you have the key card. You now have access to all these doors. You don't have to select anything. You have the next key card. All right, you have access to all these too. Like yeah. it shouldn't even be a selectable. But item. again, this is also like a new i not a new idea, but uh, it's an iteration on boss keys, and so I, I can kind of. Like from its from the time that this was made, I can forgive this mistake because, Me too. I, yeah. but it's still very annoying. Yeah, I mean, they could have went even more aggressive on this if you think about it. You might have had to actually like go to the menu to reload. Yeah, you know, that's like true. thankfully, <laughs> it's like when you get your ammunition, you can exit the room, go back, and it's still there, and just stock up as much as you want. But that's yeah. also a problem. Like if you pick, uh, like other problems with this whole inventory system crop up that are, are bugs. Like if you pick up ammunition before you pick up the gun, that ammunition goes nowhere. I, that happened to me. I was yeah. so mad. And then I was like, where was that ammo again? Exactly. I don't, know, I don't remember. more ammo now. Yeah. And then when you, if you're in a room that has an item, uh, like rations or ammo, all you have to do is go into the menu and come out, and there's the ammo. Like, right, you don't even yeah. have to leave the room. Yeah, yeah, you, leave you, the room. Every time you find ammo, you can very easily just max out your ammo. Which is, I mean, of course I did that every time also, but it is kind of sad because I feel like with, you know, you get 20, you find ammo with how scarcely you do find it, and you get, what, 20, 20 rounds? Yeah. Then it is kind of this ammo management kind of level of the game that we're kind of missing out on because you don't really have to yeah. do that because it's really easy to just get as much ammo as you I don't you know need. if it's like a RAM issue or yeah. <laughs> but a lot of things could have been could have been vastly improved if this game had a longer memory. Yeah. Like, it just, like, remembered enemies dying, remembered... Uh, right. I don't know. Yeah, because, no, it's all, it's all exploitations that are that are too easy to ignore. Right, right? yeah. And, like, you almost, at that point, you could, ha- you could do some of these things on accident. 
Yeah. You could be like, oh, well, my health is low, so I'm going to uh, eat the rations right now. And then you add, exit out of the menu, and it's there in yeah. front of you. That's and you're exactly, like, hey, yeah. that's exactly that's what I That's how I, I discovered it. Yeah. Right. And that's what, yeah, that's what happened to me, too. And before I knew about that, I was, I, I don't know why I'm hung up on this, but I did think it was really cool when I was playing that, like, every time I would fire the gun, I would think about it. I'd be like, wow, do I really want to waste yeah. this bullet? Like, it, it, it had some weight to it. And then afterwards, I was like, oh, I can. I, I guess if I get caught, I can just shoot everyone. Like, mm-hmm. right, right, right. Uh, and and we'll get to combat. Uh, but the next thing I wanted to talk about was finding the agents. Okay. Uh, and the reason specifically, if I can make a topic starter here, it, it's because this could have been an added element of the game that uh, could have been a lot cooler if they were not if they didn't feel like such a natural progression part of the game. They're only hidden behind. Door key cards that if you're if if you're playing this game correctly, you're checking everything anyway. Yeah, you don't know when the next like important item is gonna be like you know the next weapon you find is gonna be behind one of those doors. So you're checking for everything. I almost wish that the agents required like some kind of not puzzle solving because I understand that would be very hard to do in this overhead aspect, but some kind of like extra ser- additional searching. Uh, I liken it to in the first building. There's that rolling log. Yeah. Right. And you, you go to one side, you got to get mm-hmm. the uh, plastic explosives, mm-hmm. then you go down again, and then you let the rolling log come by, and then you exit out the other way. Little things like that, or the pitfalls, you know, having things like that make it perilous to get to the agent would have been more rewarding than just, well, I'm going to see what's behind this door because I have to check every single thing. Oh, it's an agent. Great. I like, think then <laughs> you, would, free them. you would need to also, I know that you get. Uh, like a class upgrade, um, for every what, what five agents you get. Yeah, I don't or something. know. I don't know what how how it happens per agents, but that 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 class thing is important. Yeah, but I think you would also need more of a because you can go through this game without getting most of them, uh, if if you so chose to. I think you might need a little bit more of a uh of a of a carrot. To, to to if you're gonna add extra challenge to get to these guys, I think you need more of a reward for getting to them. Well, I think the rank is actually really important though, because <laughs> if if you're like rank four, you can hold so much more ammunition. You can you, know, you have yeah. double the health bar than what you start with at rank one. I think um, All right, that's I'll a good. That. That's actually a really good incentive because uh, that that like makes you feel stronger as a player. All right, I can see that. Yeah. yeah, you know, it reminds me of in Legend of Zelda how like. You can beat uh, Ganon with whatever you have at your disposal, right? You really only need the sword. You just have to get to the room. But no one's stopping you from picking up the white tunic, you know, or the um, – it's not the master sword in that game, but the the more powerful sword. Like, you can get those things, and when you get them, you feel better as a player. It's the same thing with the agents. The the thing I don't like about the agents is that they're – there's not really, like, a uh, discovery there. system to them. Yeah. They're just there, and so it feels natural that you're going to progress with yeah. them. It almost feels like it's just punishing people who don't check every door. True, um, but I feel like in this game, and they do be, also they do also give you like a, a a bit of information. Right in this game, as a stealth game, it's almost like you you want them to check everything. You know, like you want to yeah. encourage that kind of behavior. So maybe maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Joe, any thoughts on that? I mean, I agree. Okay, <laughs> nothing <Cool>. new. <laughs> All right. So now let's talk about uh, the combat of the game. And and this includes all the weapons. So if anybody wants to talk about some cool weapons or anything, I'm totally uh, down to talk about those things as well. But just, you know, now that you have just your fist to start, how do you, how do you feel with just your fist? 
I mean, I feel vulnerable with just my fist, especially around the dogs. Uh, but thankfully, as soon as you get into the building, if you check another check another truck, you're going to find the gun and you're going to find some ammo. Um, and then you just feel a lot more comfortable. And I feel like it does a good job of because you, you, if you sneak up on someone and and use your fists, you win. Like it's really yeah. hard to lose if you get the first hit in. Mm-hmm. Um, but then if you get caught and a couple people come over to you, you might be in some trouble, which is a good way of kind of right off the bat rewarding stealth and like no one had really played stealth games before i assume back then so it was like kind of good idea a good way of like kind of showing people right away like this you want to stay hidden in this game um rather than just do what you probably do in most other games you played at that point which is just go all in yeah having the um having the gun alert I think is 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 a better design decision. Uh, we got into the ammo thing already of like when you don't have a lot of ammo, it is a tense situation. Mm-hmm. But not, you know, I actually appreciate that they made it that it's one shot kills anybody for the most part other than the guys later on who have like, they look like they have body armor on or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. But I, I, I like that they have the one hit kill thing. But at the same time, when you're being like rushed by five or six just guys pew, pew, pew. and you just yeah and they go in a single file <laughs> and you just shoot them down the line it's like maybe that's how it would happen in real life right. but i have to imagine that a terrorist organization yeah. would would be a little well, more tactical. maybe they wouldn't be just running at you they'd be using their guns right right, right exactly they do. sometimes sometimes um, they use their guns in fact there's one guy early on in the jungle yeah he's when, very trigger happy yeah when you um when you go into the van to get the right there, yeah, the first key yeah. card, he automatically spots you. It's like the immediate. Yeah, I don't you, know what they were trying to teach do, you yeah. there, but you have to like just get up very close to him and punch him, yeah, uh, and knock him out. And I don't know about you guys, but like, um, replay throughs of this. Sometimes I just would like fuck up the first couple of punches, mm. and then he would like. Just get out of my way, start shooting at me. Then I'd go run towards him. He'd move in a different place. I was like, who is this guy? He should be in charge. He's the boss. <laughs> he should be in charge of this organization. He knows what's good. Uh, so you get the handgun. You have the silencer. Uh, you got a couple more thoughts? I, well, I got a thought on what you said about yeah. um, about the, them running at you single file and it being too kind of easy to take out once, once you get caught, which, again, harkens back to the global alert system mm-hmm. where it, that would at least even though everyone's easy to take out you're, there's a consequence to the fact that you're using your gun and you're making a commotion that that would i think be the like remedy there but yeah. I, I don't think even i think the fact that we keep coming back to this isn't just that we have the foreknowledge of these games end up having global alert right it's right. that th- even if i were playing this for the first time in 1987 or 19 I'm sorry, 1988 uh i would expect the people 20 meters away to also hear this right yeah so i i mean i i think it's very i think it's deserved criticism mm-hmm. to keep bringing it up so so we also have the plastic explosives and the landmines uh not entirely like i didn't use them very often. yeah not entirely yeah. useful i think the landmines are good in certain um Certain routes for the enemies, like if you see a guy who's walking around in like a, a square or something, and you don't want to try to just like sneak around him, you can leave yeah. it a landmine. Yeah. Also, in the like a couple boss fights. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There, I mean, there were, yeah, there were a few times where I was being chased, and I would drop him. And at first, I was like, "This is great! I'm I'm being able to kill these people without having to turn around and fight them, and then I can get off the screen." 
Then I realized, like, oh, but I could just get off the just screen. Just get off the screen. Which brings yeah. me back to the global alert system <laughs> <laughs> they're going to bring up after right. every point that I yeah, make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but the plasma explosives, they do come into use at the very end of the game against the supercomputer. You have to have, uh, yes. you have to plant 16 of them oh, against the supercomputer. And it's just like... I think uh, you can also just use the rocket launcher, though. Um... Hmm, I wonder. Um, I, maybe, but maybe you would need like a lot more rockets. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, but again, it's ammunition that just right refined. that you replenish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, for some reason, I remember like I think someone in the game tells you about the sixteen thing. I I don't recall that. Yeah. Um, but also, if you don't want to do that, I thought you were going to hint to the other thing. That is, if you enter the room with the supercomputer at the end of the game, uh, and you immediately, as you're up against the door, just hit the right button on the D-pad, you'll get warped to the final boss. It'll just—it's just a mistake in the game that'll just take you right to the final boss, and you won't have to worry about the supercomputer or escaping uh, the room or anything like that. You're—you're you're totally fine. You go right to the final boss. So if you don't have 16 explosives but on you, maybe try the right button. Because <laughs> you may defeat the final boss, but the supercomputer is still at large. That's true. So, and the supercomputer... So you really beat the yeah. game. But does the supercomputer have Wi-Fi? No. Okay, then I don't think it was, it was a much of a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it's just contained, yeah. you know, pure evil <laughs> he's just, or whatever. Yeah, he's just <laughs> seething. Right. Uh, and then, oh, this one was cool. The remote-guided missiles. Yeah. That yeah. was unexpected, right? Yeah, I did not expect that <laughs> I remember that, again, from Metal Gear Solid. But yeah. <laughs> I just think it's funny that, um, you know, in a game like this, you you can... You can launch something and then take control of that missile. It's weird, yeah. like seeing the character that you've been controlling throughout the game. All of a sudden, now you're in charge of this missile. <laughs> it would be like if in you know in Super Mario Brothers, you just all of a sudden shoot the fireball, and it's like now you have control over the fireball. Exactly. Or, or like if you're in like Super Smash Brothers and you shoot like a rocket, and you can control it there. <laughs> oh, gotcha. I, but I you see can do that, that, right? Oh, you're right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You only as Solid Snake, though. Oh, yes. oh, you're right. right. Um, yeah. just, ah, no, no, no. You can do it as as Samus too. Oh, sorry. To go with Depends on the type of missile you shoot, though. She has one that's the super missile that you can't control, and then <laughs> the missile uh, by the regular missile that you yeah. can control. Yeah, exactly. missiles. Uh, but this one was actually used in a cool place early on in the game. The remote guided missile. Oh you, yeah, to, you, to uh, turn the switch off. Yeah, you have to like shoot the circuit breaker, yeah. and then yeah. it turns off the um, what I'm gonna guess is like. The electric voltage floor, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is just like, is nobody else walking there? Right. Well, does nobody the, yeah. go through that section? Well, they're not patrolling there. <laughs> it's funny though. Do like military bases have like like little traps like that, like <laughs> electrified floors and stuff? Military organizations, no. Terrorist organizations, yes. yes totally. I I did also appreciate like the like just cute little scripting things of like if you walk into one of these areas that has an electrified floor and there's another like guard there he won't try to attack you he will run to the switch to, yeah. to, to, <laughs> yeah. to electrocute you that way i'm like you know uh, a lot of the ai in this game is trash but stuff like that you know adds a little bit of flavor <laughs> yeah and it's clearly just programmed to do yeah. just that yeah. but like uh, hey you know it is something yeah uh then you also have the grenade launcher and the submachine gun but both of those are just kind of like increased firepower to mm-hmm. take on the heavier enemies of the game yeah. Uh, which is fine. You, you definitely need stuff like that. I think it would be kind of immersion breaking if I'm <laughs> shooting a handgun at like, um, what is the, is there a helicopter in this one? Or is no, there, that's no, the that's original the version. Okay, yeah, yeah, uh, you okay. have twin gunner or double gunner. Gotcha. Just two yeah. guys on turrets. Got it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So th- at least there's some reason to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And then the rocket launcher, which you'll definitely need because it's the only way to take down the final boss of the game, uh, Big Boss himself. Yeah. Yeah. And is that a twist? Uh, That is a twist. Yeah. Surprised me. Um, so this is something that I, I I've been wanting to, to to get into, and and while this is still again very basic, I I really appreciate how complex this world is. Like in most of the games that we've played so far, you have this very basic uh you, you have this very very basic reason to be playing this game, whether it's digging up blocks and burying people, or shooting or, or throwing fireballs at little goombas, uh. It, whereas in this one, like the transceiver tells a story, and later in the game, not only does it break the fourth wall and and try and get you to like uh, and try to throw you off the tail that way, but it's there is a twist ending with this whole. I'm sorry for the spoilers. This whole your your superior big boss is the enemy, and uh, yeah, it's really it's really basic by today's standards, but like that this is the biggest story we've played so far and i feel like i mean i can't speak for you guys but i feel like even in today knowing today's standards this shocks me because uh, because (laughs) thinking of it as an nes game i did not expect there to be a plot twist that was that like this is unsuspected this is the biggest twist on this show since double dragon (laughs) (laughs) uh joe do you you weren't here for that episode but uh at the end of the arcade version not the nes version uh when you're playing co-op at, after you defeat Willy, you have to fight each other for who gets the rights oh, to the I girl. Knew that, and kill I didn't them know that. Yeah. Just... We, we actually had a listener uh, write into the show um, last week, uh, Diego. He was talking about uh, Double Dragon and his memories with it. And he brought up uh, this funny one that I know is has nothing to do with Metal Gear, but we're going to talk about it real fast because it made <laughs> me laugh. Uh, he said, at the end of Double Dragon for Master System, you have to fight each other to decide who keeps the girl or something like that. My brother suggested we both jump at the pit, so both die to see what happens. He said on three, we both jump, but only I jump. <laughs> and I think that's so funny that he has like that memory yeah. forever now. But I wanna, now I want to know what happens. Still. If they both jump yeah. at the same time, Don't right? fall for it. If you're ever playing Double Dragon with Sean, don't fall for it. If you ever find yourself in an arcade with Sean. Um, going back to Metal Gear, yes. though. Because... Uh, uh, I mean, I say that the story is is you know a bit more complex than what we've played. But I guess technically Rambo tells the story. I was just of thinking Rambo, about Rambo when you were mentioning when, it. Yeah. But when I think about the storytelling of Rambo the game, it's more like a toddler like vaguely recalling <laughs> the the movie that his dad was watching, and it's like, <laughs> and then uh, he just talks to the stranger at the dock, and then and, there was a snake and everywhere. A snake, and, like, <laughs> you do a so, good toddler. <laughs> And now this game is actually telling a mostly coherent story with a little bit of poor translation yeah, thrown in. Yeah, just bad English is yeah. the problem, that's <laughs> yeah. all. But uh, you understand at least what they're getting at, Yeah, you know? I feel asleep is fine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so thank you for that, Sean. Uh, I, I'm not going to fight you on the story part here. I thought it was, was pretty immersive. I think it is weird that Big Boss can only be defeated by a rocket launcher. Like, yeah. That just seems strange. Well, he's, he's big. Yeah, you know, and I, he's the boss. How, yeah, how big is <laughs> he? Like, boss. But it's just like, you know, I don't know. Uh, I'm not saying give him the handgun, but if I have the grenade launcher, it should work the same, right? <laughs> but only the rocket launcher will do damage to Big Boss. And 
the uh, the select uh, glitch is in total effect here. <laughs> so if you want, you can always just select him back to reset in his yeah. place. All of the bosses can be uh, can be menued back to their original spot. And, I didn't uh, I didn't know that. Do they do they gain their health back or? Like? I mean, I don't really. Rec- in all the mini bosses, I didn't even fight them. I just walked around yeah. them, uh, so I I can't really I can't go into that detail. Yeah, I yeah. think I, I I can't speak for whether he uh, does that or not. But you don't even need to know if it resets the health or not because actually there's an even bigger exploit that was whether or not it was programmed in the game is anybody's guess. But if you just go to the top right corner. Uh, Big Boss will just stay in the lower left, uh, lower right corner, and he'll just stand there right at you, so you can just aim the rockets right at him. It's 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 unbelievable, but it happens every time without fail, and it's used in speed runs and everything. Yeah, uh, it's just known. It's like, yep, that wow. Big Boss, he's really good until you put him in a corner. <laughs> uh, all right, that's um, that's mostly what I had to say in terms of topics. Oh, they um, the low health at the start of the game. It made you appreciate it when you got more health, right? Absolutely, yeah. I actually liked the idea of, um, you know, it it was very similar to in Legend of Zelda when you get more hearts and everything. You feel like a stronger player. So uh, I I did notice that I was dying a lot early on, but in the later half of the game, uh, you know, unless you're being careless, you can can think about your situations Mm -hmm. and plan things out. And, And I appreciated being able to do that in a game as opposed to in most NES games that we have, you have to always be on, or at least you know the best you can do is just pause and and try to think about what might come next. In this game, you can actually check your screen or use the binoculars, which I would never recommend. <laughs> <laughs> if you're in a place that has enemies in it originally, yeah, yeah, you can use the binoculars, see what's ahead of you. It just it feels like there's there's um like maybe a very small baseline of strategy added to this game that feels good. Yeah. So I, I appreciated that. Passcode system. Okay, it's long. It's very long. There's yeah. a lot of things going on. I mean, there. It, I guess it, it it is saving a good amount of information. Yes, right. especially with all the items and everything you have, yeah. And, yeah. and the ammo for each or, or the amount of each item. They yeah. Have. yeah. So I mean, I, I get it. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm not really. It's not really going to be a make or break for me if the passwords are long though. Yeah, yeah. and obviously they weren't going to put. Um, like save slots into it because they weren't Konami was not going to pay for the batteries to do that. Um, yeah. So I, I'm fine with the password system as it is. Apparently uh, there I, are some I, fun passwords you could put in there. Though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> are you talking about the uh, F me one? Yes. Yeah. Uh, if you put in um, F U C K me <laughs> and then fill the remaining spaces with one, like one 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 one, when you finish the last one, it will just automatically transport the player. To the final battle, but with no, no equipment, equipment. <laughs> truly that's, telling you to go F yourself. That's crazy, actually, that somebody planned that and put yeah, that into this game. It's very cute. I love that. Uh, there's also some other things you can do, though, too, with the Metal Gear password system to get, like, 
you know, if you put like mm-hmm. Diane in, or there's a couple of other names that if you put in, I wonder like what those. I mean, they're probably like sort of cheat code sort of things. Yeah, yeah, it's just cool. It's like yeah. it reminds me of the um, the Metroid one with um, Bailey, whatever, Justin Bailey. And oh, you put his name in, and then you can play as Samus without her clothes on. Ah, in her swimsuit. The zero. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not zero suit. That didn't exist yet. <laughs> That was in Zero Mission. And zero Whatever. Suit. I don't care. All right. Hey, I, I think you do care, actually. I think you're um, I think you're pretty into Samus. <laughs> I was like, do I say that on the podcast? I do. Um, the NES version of Metal Gear sold over one million copies. That's a huge success. Yeah. But I need to talk to you guys about the MSX version because I did play it. I would love to talk about it. Oh, you did play it? I didn't. That's okay. why I want to talk about it, because I watched some videos on it, and I really want to play it. It is yes. a much better game. It looks like it. It, it has is a, so good. It seems like it's everything I like about this game with all without all the things I don't like about this game. There are better story beats, if that's what you're looking for. There's better, like, there's better stealth mechanics, if that's what you're looking for. Yep. Uh, there's be- better graphics. <laughs> yeah, better graphics too, and also like better sound. There's um, yeah. the music is throughout the um, throughout the. Well, is the music in this one throughout the entire game? Well, I can't remember pre- now. Uh, yeah, there's music pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the same two tracks. Right, right, right. Game, well, that's but fine. Yeah. It's the same thing there too. Yeah. Um, you don't start in the jungle though. The jungle was just a made up thing on the yeah. NES version because you know what else is weird about that jungle in the NES version? You parachute. <laughs> After three other guys yeah. parachute, and we never hear from them again. <laughs> they all got caught in the trees. They were parach- They were unrelated. They were not part of your mission. They were just <laughs> they were parachuting just in there for other reasons. Yeah. In I South like, Africa, like they were skydiving. Yeah, <laughs> going with Sean's idea. <laughs> they landed in the trees, and it's up to Rambo to go find them. Yeah. All right, that's somebody else's problem. Uh, yes, I pl- I played through the MSX version. Uh, it is the mapping. The map system is also a little different. Um, it, it's not the same exact one yeah. for one. One is the NES. There's the a NES. maze. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the NES took uh, some liberties on um, on how to redesign the game. And interestingly enough, Kojima had no say yeah, in the Kojima, NES version well, He, he wasn't game. involved at all in the in NES the version. He, he's completely yeah. disowned this version of the game. I've, I've which I reading about that, yeah. Yeah, which I, ex- I would expect out of some like somebody as protective of their work as Kojima. Right. Um, but also because it's such an inferior version. Right. Mm-hmm. He says the, the port was developed by another Konami division at Tokyo, which was given the source code from the MS, MSX2 version without the consent of me or the original team. Um, Masahiro uh, Ueno, uh, who worked as a programmer for the NES version, uh, also stated that the staff who worked on the port were given a three-month deadline to port the game to the NES and Famicom and were ordered to make the port as different as possible by Konami executives. Why? Yeah. I don't know, but this is a thing that is kind of common in this era. Like, if you play... Like Shadowrun on the Super NES, it's a completely different game than Shadowrun on the Genesis. Like that, well, I think that even went into like the PlayStation and even like PS2 eras. I remember there being like yeah. some games that were like maybe not like maybe it's different because maybe not on like the their counterpart console, 
But I remember being there, like, like, the game on the Wii is a totally different game. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. it had to you be. You know what, like, actually? Yeah, that totally answers the question. You're, you're absolutely right, Sean, because, I mean, that, that also happened with, like, the Aladdin game yeah. on Super mm-hmm. Nintendo Genesis. But I was thinking of this strictly as a stupid American, and I was like, <laughs> why would they want the MSX version to be different than the NES yeah. version? But the Famicom also exists. So clearly, they would want people to double dip. Um, exactly. Well, I yeah, owned it for the yeah. MSX2, but now this Famicom one looks totally new. Yeah, I want to play the one where nothing works. <laughs> Wait, mommy, I wanted a bolt system. Yeah. Like, you know, like we already own that game. Yeah, we have we have Metal Gear at home. Metal, Metal Gear, Gear at home. home. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, Old yeah. memes brought to you by by Sean and the boys. The the uh, the MSX version is playable though without the need to get an MSX. Yeah. Uh, I don't own one for the record. Uh, all you need to do is have Metal Gear Solid. Uh, there's 3? the uh, yeah, there's it's on subsistence. Uh, I also think it's included with uh, the HD collection. It is included with the HD collection as, as like well. a downloadable, and I think it's also on Wii as like a virtual console thing. Get out! That's <laughs> awesome. I think the MSX uh, got some games on the Wii. That's cool. I mean, the Wii Virtual Console. Yeah. Whenever it was update day. Update you know? day. Yeah. yeah. It's... I, that's what I want to say, but I'm not entirely sure. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean. You know, I, I, I'm glad that it's included in some regard and that this NES port is just ignored completely <laughs> because as good as I felt about the NES game, the more I played it, once I played the MSX version, I felt like I have a legal responsibility to tell everyone who's listening to this podcast that if they can, they absolutely must play the MSX version. Not even if you're just a fan of Metal Gear, but just to see how this game should be done. Yeah, Everything we've complained about in this episode is mostly fixed with the exception of like... You're having to swap through the card keys. Yeah. And, like, like look, no, it's never going to be your favorite Metal Gear game. It's <laughs> no one's favorite Metal Gear game. They're lying to you if they say <laughs> it's that. It's always you know? revenge. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> what about, uh, is that the Rising one, Metal Gear Rising? Oh, I don't know. With um, Raiden? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's okay. it, yeah. People love that game. <laughs> People love that game. Do not. That's Platinum Games, right? I think so. So people love Platinum Games. I know. So don't, you know, I there's know. a whole fan base right there. Um. Yeah. So definitely put the MSX version. It's Metal Gear Survive. I'm sorry. Uh. Yeah. Metal Gear Survive. Metal Gear the VR missions. Uh, <laughs> no. VR missions is great. Oh. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Here we go. <laughs> I haven't even heard of half of these. What about Metal Gear Acid? I never got to play it. I never had a PSP. You guys yeah. are just saying like Metal Gear and then like a noun and then that's that, that's basically how Kojima names things. Metal Gear Survive though. That's the one without Kojima, right? That is that was without like the MMO. It's it's basically. I thought it was like uh. Um, like with zombies or something? I thought I think it's either like a Rust-like game or a Battle Royale. I don't remember. Now, is it weird that in this NES version of Metal Gear, uh, there is no Metal Gear? That is. I'm, I'm surprised it took us this long to even mention that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> I don't know why you would even bother making the game if you weren't going to figure yeah. out a way to put at least the sprites. Yeah, I mean, how, how hard is it? Even if it doesn't operate the way it did in yeah. the MSX version, just have, just it, have stand it show still. it. Have a photo of it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> anything. It's on the box. But that was something I read in an interview. You might ha- you might know more about it than me, Mike, but an interview with Kojima where he just said, like, that just shows something along the lines of, like, that just shows how little respect these people have yeah. for the players. Like, right, right. That yeah, they're not I even mean, putting the, na- the, the thing that's the name of the game in the game. Exactly. And and then there's this other um, this other game, Metal Gear Solid: The Twin Snakes. And I always thought that this was a um, a remake of 
Metal Gear. No, it's but Metal it's Gear a, Solid. It's a remake of Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. And uh, the only reason why I even know about this game is because I owned it and then sold it, and now it's worth a lot of money. Really? Yeah, I made a big mistake, but I really wanted um, Fallout 3. I, you know what? I, I think that that was okay at the time. I know you don't, but... No, I'm fine with it. I'm, I'm, <laughs> again, that was my only chance to get into the Metal Gear Solid series, and I haven't. Yeah. You know, I've never played that version. Got it. Um, yeah. I don't know anything else to say about Metal Gear. Uh, I, I will get into the sequels and spinoff section, but we've been doing that. Yeah, we've been so doing that. Just it is, everything... It is a one-off. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna list all the other ones. You know, we don't have to. Uh, though it would be fun, maybe in the post show, if you guys stick around, Sean will like explain to us some Metal Gear stuff. <laughs> uh, there was a World of Power book. Remember, we talked about this for some other NES games. World of Power Metal Gear, uh, which was the uh, like scholastic version of the Metal Gear story that kids could buy. In their, oh yeah! At their book and fair, they, like airbrushed out the gun and stuff. Yes, it airbrushed out the gun. Uh, I got a little bit about the plot here. Big Boss is not featured in the book, but instead, two different characters, Commander South and and Colonel Vermin Katafi, serve as Solid Snake's commanding officer and Outer Heaven's leader, respectively. The book also gives Solid Snake the identity of Justin Haley. Which okay. is weird. Right. So close to Justin Bailey, too. Like, <laughs> you know, like, this is strange. Um, and changes the name of his organization from Foxhound to the Snake Men. <laughs> I love it. The Snake I Men. Wish that they would, like, that they would, like, give a nod and a wink to that in some future game, but I know that that's not going to happen. <laughs> and, and, yeah, and, and as mentioned, this uh, this version, the NES um, version of Metal Gear sold gangbusters, uh, one million plus copies is great for video games back then. So Konami was like, well, we got to make another one. So we will be playing um, Metal Gear Snake's Revenge. Which is Apocrypha. It is only a sequel to the NES version. It is not in the main storyline. Yes, and it made Kojima so mad that it existed <laughs> that he went on to make Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake yes. for the MSX, which is like uh, official canon. Yeah, it's the official yeah. sequel. Yeah. yeah. And, and where does that fall in the timeline of things? I I mean, it. it I think it takes place very shortly after the first game i don't know the actual plot got it never played it but this metal gear game it it takes place is it the first one metal or? gear yeah metal gear takes place midway through the actual timeline of this entire series whoa snake eater is the first game snake eater is the first game yeah. chronologically chronologically no, Phantom Pain. No, yeah, yeah. Phantom Pain is later. Okay, it's, it's still yeah. yeah. I'm just making up shit as I go along. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, I, I, all I have to do is assume that four is the end because he's ancient in that game. I think four is the chronological end to the Solid Snake saga. Got so it. I think okay. that yeah, the yeah. Revengeance, whatever. Right, right. Because then there's Liquid Snake, right? Like, uh, I, I think I know dead. these things, but I don't. I, I, I have the, no all these idea. things you're saying <laughs> ring ring a bell to these me. Are like, like, I've heard all these words before. Yeah, Liquid Snake is the equivalent of like a dad hearing TLDR. You know, they have no <laughs> idea what it means, but they're like, they're like, oh yeah, I've heard yeah. that. I've heard that. My kid says that TLDR, TLDR. I'm like Liquid Snake. Sean's like, shut up. You don't know shit about these games. Play Final Fantasy VII first. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Um, I think that's good. Any other straight thoughts? Pause sound. Yes. Yes. Here we go. <laughs> Not that interesting of a pause sound, but uh, but I do think we will find out eventually 
I recognize this pause sound, and I think it's one that we hear in a lot of games, and I think I, it's in my memory from Blades of Steel. Okay, uh, sorry that that's the least interesting thing that we've ever I, said. I, I, but. No, it's not. I love that. On the same, like, uh, on the same talking about sounds, uh, the codec sound pretty much is what it we it was throughout the entire series, and that that brought me a nostalgia. Um, a, a lot of the weird elements in these games, uh, like, sort of surprised me that they've sort of stood the test of time, like the like the codec sound, like um. Uh, there being a fourth wall breaking conversation at somewhere in the in at some point in the game, just the ridiculous naming conventions of the bosses. Uh, so I think that if you just take it as the as the inferior version of the original game, there is still a lot to like in the nostalgia factor here. Yeah, and yeah. when you're talking about that sound, you're talking about the like when you get caught also. Oh, there's also the sound when you get spotted. Yeah. Which that's in later games, right? Yeah, and it's even more authentic in the MSX version. It sounds yeah. even closer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just have to, again, just say, like, oh, there yeah. it is. Um, the, the breaking the, the fourth wall um, thing, can you talk about that? Because I don't exactly remember. I can't remember. So Because I remember at the w- end of the game. Later in the, the game, you will, uh, uh, later in the game, you will end up being contacted by Big Boss saying, uh, go here, and then it's a trap. Or like, go here, and it's a trap because he's like he realizes you're getting closer, and he didn't expect you to get this far. And then at one point, he will call you and say to turn the game off. The mission is accomplished. Oh, I didn't even catch that. <laughs> That's really funny. Uh, yeah, I, I I pretty much stopped picking up the phone honestly. Like yeah. when it says call, because it's... yeah, in the beginning it's just like, hey, by the way, you're supposed to be infiltrating. <laughs> yeah, 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 that yeah. was like your mission is to infiltrate. Don't right. get caught. <laughs> Yeah, and, and even when Big Boss explains his whole thing at the end, like his big plan about, yeah. like, you know, I wanted you to do some of the work, but you got too far, right? Yeah, you're it's like, too good. Right, right, right. Yeah, you're you too couldn't good. have distracted him with something that wasn't leading him to, <laughs> to like, the goal. But at the end of the game, too, as it's, um, as it's telling you in the transceiver, everything yeah. that's happening, it does kind of say, like, this is your computer speaking. Yeah. Like, we want you to know the the people that made this game and then mm-hmm. goes off to huh. list them. Like, yeah, it's the credits, yeah. Yeah. Always, always good stuff. Uh, yeah, that's another thing that, like, I vaguely know about in Metal Gear uh, Breaking the Fourth Wall stuff. Psycho Mantis. Like, mm-hmm. I know that he reads your memory card. You I have like no idea what he does. Yeah. 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 Let's do the Essential Games list. I mean, so we, we've been talking about this game at length. Uh, I, I feel like at some point in the last five minutes, you actually did your essential games list like speech accidentally but would you like to would you like to give yeah. it to us i'll i'll say that like while this has a lot of nostalgia factor um and it was fun because i hadn't actually played this game fully before this episode it was sort of my excuse to finally do it um i it, it was a cool exercise in exploring the the lore of a franchise that i like but don't entirely understand and, and like the, the lore of the game itself and the, and the, the stories surrounding the franchise. Um, but like, since there's like, as this game exists, there is a superior version that like, wasn't really, it wasn't really available in the States, but it still did exist. Um, I can't put this game on the essential games list. It's so broken. Like I can't put a broken game on the essential games list. So I, I, I imagine you're, you guys are gonna feel similarly. Uh, but that's that's my that's my 
Vote. That's okay. my vote. All right. And that's one down. Joe? So I said at the beginning that when I started playing it, I immediately thought I was going to hate it just because of the way it played. Uh, I surprisingly had a lot of fun with it. Like, I really enjoyed this game. Um, I, I, it's really our first time, I, f- I feel like, having something so big, like, yeah. feeling like you really, really are infiltrating this base and you, you find all your clues as you go and everything. Big but contained. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't mean necessarily big as in, like, literally, like, right. a big no, map. I think we've or, had yeah. big, I think. Yeah. yeah. The size of um, Resident Evil. But, I mean, big. this feels like <laughs> it's a, it's a pretty, I shouldn't say the biggest, but, like, it's a pretty big experience. Like, yeah. I feel, feel like going back to it, you're like, okay, where was I again? What, what information do I have? You know, if it, it's pretty immersive. Um, Yes, the problem is that it's broken, uh, and and I I keep having this like memory of when I was playing Skyrim. I was playing Skyrim <laughs> on the PS3 when it first came out. I know, bear with me here. Okay. Uh, and there was a glitch that I didn't realize had been patched, and the glitch was that if you touch water, your game crashes. <laughs> I didn't and know I that. still enjoyed playing Skyrim that way, <laughs> but it was really, really annoying <laughs> until I realized it was patched out and I fixed it. But that's kind of how I feel when I'm playing this. Like, wow, this is such a cool game, but nothing works. <laughs> so that is the biggest reason why I, I, as much as I want to, I also can't put it on the Essential game Games list, but I can't speak to the MSX version, but... I really want to play that, and I feel like maybe if I played that, that one could get on the Essential Games list. The but, MSX Essential Games list. Yes, when we get to that. Right, right, right. Whenever, somehow. <laughs> um, all right, Here, here's what I have to say about all this. Uh, forget that there's another version. Forget that uh, Forget like that. this game is so well-contained and, and tells a great story. The, the, the biggest problem I have with this game is that the the flaws that are in this game for for me personally it's fun despite all of these flaws right yeah. it, it it's so much fun to actually play this game but every single time something happens that you don't want to happen you like kind of laugh it off and you're like oh this game would be a lot better if that didn't happen like, you know, like i'll keep playing right, yeah. like i'll keep playing but man i wish that didn't happen just now and you just keep going and going and then eventually you might die and get like reset back to a point that's just a little too far for you for that day. So you just write down the password or whatever yeah. and kid to yourself that you're going to go back. <laughs> you know, I'm not speaking from personal experience here. Um, but th- that's how I felt about this game overall. So it, it can't go onto the essential games list to- for me. But I do have to call out that like it's fun. It, 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 especially like I feel like this game. Uh, is more interesting now than it was yeah. maybe when it first came out. Like it was maybe too uh, obtuse yeah, back it, then. It's it's, <laughs> it's so innovative and it, and it's so uh, uh, it's aspiring to be something so much bigger than we've seen recently that you have to give it credit. Right. right. What is it like Michael J. Fox in Back to the Future when he's like, you know, yeah. hey, you guys might not like this, yeah. but, but your kids are going to love it. You know? it's, right. like, it's like, that's how I feel about this. I feel like it could actually be appreciated more now, especially with everything we know about Kojima, like being able to like, imagine if you could go back to one of Spielberg's like earliest films that like you don't even know about and be like, oh wow, this was the inspiration for so much of his stuff. You can't because you'd watch Duel and be like, oh, that's weird. (laughs) But like, you know, imagine if you could, like that's really cool. And so I think that's kind of what we're getting here is like a glimpse of like Kojima thinking about video games 
in a way that uh, n- not many people were thinking about at the time. Yeah, and you can sort of see the little cogs of like how it all works, and like, oh, this is what they were trying to accomplish by doing this little trick. You right, because even the MSX version isn't flawless, uh, yeah. you know. But there's a there's a um, cohesion between story, gameplay, and level design here that uh, that is more advanced than say something like Super Mario Brothers, which nails everything it does, but maybe you know like after a while gets outdated of playing it a lot. Whereas in this one, you know, you, as long as you're not beating the game, you're constantly exploring, like, new stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. It feels fresh as you yeah. go. So I appreciate it, but sorry, you're not making the essential games list. Maybe Snake's Revenge. Uh, <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> that is all the time we have for this episode of Nostalgia. Uh, join us next time because it's been a while since we did a baseball game. Uh, it's been a wild uh, five episodes, but we are going to do another baseball game. And it will be RBI Baseball. That stands for Runs Batted In. Uh, oh, I thought it was like really big integer. Just Wow. Uh, maybe. That's, that's actually more compelling of a stat. I would like to know, uh, you know, Mark McGuire's really big integers. Uh, but also like RBI baseball. It's like, why, why, why go off of runs batted in? Why not like, you know, home run baseball? Like, it was probably already taken. You know? Because yeah. that's too that's too showboaty. You I know, want, all you need the, are RBIs. I want uh I want OBPS baseball. <laughs> yeah. OPS. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh no, I, I guess like I've yeah, OPS is different than OBS. So yeah, you're fine. OPS is like the culmination is a different of letter. OBS plus like your average. I thought it was on base plus uh, Yeah. Go we'll get off. Yeah, let's just do it. <laughs> yeah. We'll get off this boat. Um Join us in the post show because which is happening in like two minutes because <laughs> Sean is going to tell us all of our dying Metal Gear questions. Okay. Uh, I'm Michael Esposito. You can find me on at Esposito Film on Twitter, and I'll talk to you soon. Welcome to the post show. Thank uh, you the for first having one me. Where, yeah, I'm here too. <laughs> uh, Joe, Joe's here. Um, we are going to uh, right now on the fly come up with questions about the Metal Gear um, saga, okay. as I'm going to call it. Would you call it a saga? That's my first sure. question. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, it's a saga. Right. Great, one Joe. One question down. Uh, we'll, we'll alternate. Okay, my question: yeah. who Who is Metal Gear Solid? <laughs> <laughs> um okay so it's not a person okay who what is the metal gear um metal gear is basically a walking tank that has the capability to launch nuclear warheads uh to any place on the globe from any position should i have not said the metal gear do i sound like someone saying like the google it's kind of like that but it's okay. <laughs> okay yeah okay so following up on that why does he need to walk if he can launch <laughs> them from anywhere uh, because there's also uh, anti-personnel uh, weapons that can be used with uh, typical warfare. Got it. Okay, so he's a is walking it, nuke machine. Is yes. it like sentient or have it like like AI or is it controlled? Uh, a, it is not sentient. It is controlled by a person. Okay. Is Metal Gear? I think. It, <laughs> is Metal Gear a 
like recurring villain? Metal Gear, not a villain. Uh, it is a thing. Okay. Um, that would you? It's it launches nuclear warheads. But it's like, is the uh, <laughs> like is the Death Star a villain or a place? Yeah, I understand. <laughs> I understand now much better. I, I guess I was rolling off of Joe's sentient yeah. question and just not listening. So there are new Metal Gears and proto Metal Gears uh, in pretty much every game that I've played. Got it. So. Um, the Metal Gear Solid Three, right? Yes. Um, Snake Eater. Yes. That one takes place in like the seventies. Yes. So that one, the game is easier because the technology is less. The game is easier. Yeah, like you know, the technology. If you're playing these <laughs> games in, in the future, for the most part, and then you go back to the seventies, the the technology isn't as good, so the game must be easier, <laughs> right? Like, like the, the yeah. enemies can't be as that, hard. That checks out. So Metal Gear Solid Three, Snake Eater. The uh the big thing you're trying to destroy is like a th- it's what Metal Gear was before it turned into a, like a walking uh mech. Uh, it's it's basically a giant. It's just a big tank that goes really fast and then shoots an ICBM, and it's called the the Shagohod. Um, and it's I mean it's it's not as sexy as a big walking tank, but it you know it's still a thing. Yeah. That's what that is. Great. Okay. Um, so this is a little bit of a vaguer question, but you okay. know, knowing about Metal Gear Solid, what I hear about the most is like how just how convoluted and confusing the story is. Yeah, it is what? entirely on the same level as like one of your Kingdom Hearts games. <laughs> that wasn't where my question was going, but <laughs> but it was in the back of my mind. Um, what what element makes it so confusing? Is it the clone thing, or is there something like is it's there time the travel shit. or something? It's like the what same is shit. it? Like uh, I mean, spoiler. Well, no, whoa, no spoilers. No spoilers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah seriously, oh, okay, no spoilers. Yeah, no, yeah, We've no, without been spoiling things. No, no. I just think it's funny. Yeah, I think it's I, funny I, to I, have yeah. to do this okay. without spoiling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without spoiling like, like, too much. To like, Joe's question, like, it's like, yeah, is it time travel? Like, like yeah, what like, is like the actual... every the element so, of the story? Not only is there this whole geopolitical mess that's going on, and it's a soap opera on that level, but there are also characters who are clones of other characters who have doubles that are different characters. Uh, Sounds remarkably that. similar to Kingdom Hearts, <laughs> but like not Disney. <laughs> yeah, so I, it, it's just it's almost self-parody. Metal Gear, right? Yeah, nuclear warhead thing, right? Japanese, um, Godzilla, <laughs> also Japanese. True, you know, formed from a nuclear warhead, right? Yeah, not in the same universe as Godzilla, but not in the same universe. But if they fought, like you know, Godzilla versus King Kong's coming out. Yeah. Godzilla versus Metal Gear. <laughs> Who's winning? I guess it depends on which Metal Gear, because there's Metal Gear, there's Metal Gear Ray, there's Metal Gear Rex. Um, I think that Metal Gear Ray would win. Okay. Um, but uh, it's really, it's really a uh, like whose turf are we on sort of thing. Metal uh, Gear Ray. Wow, this is that's pretty crazy. That image R-A-Y? I just saw. Right. Yeah. Uh, R A Y, not to be confused like with Ray Skywalker, the definitive Ray, best character <laughs> in the Star Wars universe, says Disney. I thought it was. No, oh yeah, no, no spoilers for anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, no spoilers for Metal Gear. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, another Metal Gear question for you. Here. Okay. Okay. The cardboard box thing, right? True. That's a reoccurring thing. Very the, much so. If you are in the box, right, in like, let's just say any of the later Metal Gear Solid games, 
and you move while you're in the cardboard box. Would that alert anybody, or so, you have like free roam while you're in that box? <laughs> so you would basically trigger a suspicious mode for the guard that you're near, uh, where it'd be like, "Huh? What was that?" And then he would very lackadaisically walk over to you and investigate, and then open the box, and then you'd hear the uh, um, which would cause an actual alert, unless you were able to distract him in some other way. Gotcha. Okay. Metal Gear Solid Four. Yes. Did you play all of it? I did. Okay. Does he get younger in that game, or does he die? <laughs> Don't tell me if he dies, but, like... But like Don't like, answer like, the question. He, like, is it implied, essentially, that, like, this would be Snake's last adventure? I will tell you that he does not get younger in that game. Got it. Okay, so, yeah. Did that, you that hate the character in Metal Gear Solid 2 that everyone, like, hated that I you play I wasn't as? a big fan That's of Raiden. him. Yeah, it's Raiden. Uh, he's, like, you, you've got... It's it's a question of taste and culture. Like you've got the very alpha snake, who is entirely just, um, just uh, Russell. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, what's his name? Russell uh, Crow. Ru- no, no, no. Brad Pitt. <laughs> no. Okay. Sylvester Russell Stallone. Westbrook, the basketball player. He's just Kurt Russell. Oh, Kurt, Kurt Russell. He's basically okay. just Kurt Russell from Escape from New York. That's what the okay. character's based on. Got it. Um. And then you've got this weeb shit with Raiden, and uh, it can uh, it can turn some people off. Got it. Yeah, that makes it that checks out. Psycho Mantis only in Metal Gear Solid. I think that he makes another appearance. Cool. Okay. Um, Psycho Mantis in Smash. I would love to see Psycho Mantis in Smash. Just like reading off like other game yeah. stuff. You to like other to play people. Fire Emblem? Yeah, 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 that's funny. Uh okay, I think I'm good on questions. Yeah. Joe, anything for you? Uh, I think I'm I'm done. Other than what was any of that you all you just talked about? Who's uh, Psycho Mantis? <laughs> don't worry about that. He's a guy of gas mask. Oh, don't spoil yeah. it. Okay. Um. Also, now Sean, it's your turn to ask me and Joe questions about Metal Gear. Okay. So in your uh, from the information that you have at this point, um, do you? know what Grozny Grad is? I would say no. Grozny Grad, it's a holiday. Right? <laughs> that they have. Um, would you say that if you were crawling in a very small cave, like you had to crawl through the cave, and you happened upon a crab with a knife, do you think you could win a fight with that crab? Is this... Does it, like if you had if you were in like a crab battle, is it a giant enemy crab? No, it's just a crab, oh, okay. like normal size, but he's holding a knife. Uh, he's holding a knife in its claw, and yeah, in its uh, claw. I, th- I think I could be a, I could be a formidable opponent to the crab. You think so? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I I have another one here though. Do you know about Metal Gear Ghost Babel? No, Babel. I don't. Or whatever <laughs> like it might be. It's a Game Boy Color game for Metal Gear. I had never heard of it. Well, it's a thing. Uh, I will also state for the record that I am not an expert on this series, and a lot of these games have a very foggy memory of. That's fine. Uh, (laughs) I just think it's interesting because there's also apparently a Metal Gear in Snatcher. Um, Oh, the the Kojima, one of his first games that he wrote. uh, That's weird. That's on Sega CD. If you want to play it in North America, Um, it's like a, it's like an ally. Hmm. Yeah, and it's mini. It's tiny. It's like a companion character. That's cute. I like that. I never played Snatcher. Gotta play Snatcher. Gotta play Police Knots. Yeah, played that that either. Like Scribble Knots. It's like Scribble Knots, but with the police. You can only fill in like you're under arrest. It's just like a visual novel, isn't it? Yeah, you actually just write in subpoenas. (laughs) Um, I think that's more of like a DA thing. Yeah, that's probably true. 
Um, it's it is like a visual novel, but there's definitely also like some some gameplay to it. Okay, yeah, uh, would recommend we all check that out. We should just do that as Let's a play do it. Kojima, you're the man. Um, he's he's cool. He's a cool dude. I, uh, I wish that you got to make Silent Hills. I'm sorry if you're listening. <laughs> 